Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Live Dharma Sunday, Labor Day weekend, September 4th, 2016. Well, Kubosa here. So very, very glad you joined us. Well, you know, the other morning I was standing in the kitchen um, and uh, I guess maybe I I had hung up the phone, which is on the wall next to the the sink, and you know how kitchens are, kind of cluttered, a lot of things. And uh, I was, it was a quiet time, and I was just standing there, and I guess I felt a little introspective or reflective, reflecting upon things, and I just looked around, objects around me, you know, they represent a lot of memories. But memories really mean shared life. And it just kind of overwhelmed me as I just kind of glanced around and I see this, I see that object, I see this object. And uh, each object is like a tip of an iceberg. Um, I see, uh, you know, uh, you know, the Chicago cutlery set in the wooden block. Yeah, we had that for a long time. I, I wonder where we got that. I see this. I said, oh, yeah. I see uh, uh, on the wall we hung a, a homemade uh, crafted uh, clock that my neighbor made for us. It's from uh, her sister and owns a winery about uh, three, four hours away here in California in Paso Robles. And and maybe that, I'm not sure, but maybe that's where she got this old wooden uh, wine box, the end pieces. And it had nice old writing on it, something like Monet. I'm probably uh, massacring this French, but Monet and Chandong established 1743. Kind of a neat. And she she put a border around it with wood and put a little homemade clock on it. And she gave that as a gift. Thank you, gift, because one Thanksgiving she went and she's right next to our neighbor and she, she had, I took care of her goats. She had two goats. Came back, uh, you know, she gave me this thank you gift, uh, and then of course her goats. One time, one of her goats. You know, we live in a pretty wooded area. Uh, all the lots are maybe at least three, range from three to nine acres in size, and a lot of a lot of wildlife around. And there's coyotes, and even though she had a fence. It wasn't a very uh, close uh, netting fence, but had kind of large cross uh, wires on it. And her goat was like thing sleeping against the fence. And one night some coyotes came and they reached through the fence. And she had all these, you know, gouges. Uh, And she called and because he's about, he's a pretty big goat. She needed help putting him in her truck, take her, take 
to the vet. So I helped her lift up the goat to put in it. And the goat recovered. And, and uh, you know, all these kind of memories. Uh, I see uh, Chicago Bulls uh, cookie jar. My son gave it to us. And, you know, we were in Chicago during the 90s when uh, Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls won six NBA championships. And so we got a lot of Bulls paraphernalia we have accumulated. And this one is a cookie jar. We keep dog treats in it. Uh, I broke part of it once. I think part of the lid, bottom part of the lid. But uh, I put the lid on the on the base, and you can't really tell it's broken. Uh, I know it's broken, but I just smile. Um, I see uh, uh, a remote control hanging on the wall. This is the kind of remote control that you could uh, turn off and on any electrical appliance. You 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 uh, you hook in hook it to the where it plugs in, and then. You got this little handheld remote, and you you can push it, and it turns the power on and off. And my brother gave this to me all years and years ago, but I never installed it. You know, it was still in the plastic package because uh, I was too lazy to try to figure out how to how to use this. Uh, he uh, when we first moved there, I I saw at Home Depot a, a gizmo where you motion detector you could put it in your driveway. And if something moves in front of it, then it turns on an alarm in your house, beep, beep, or something, you know, somebody that uh, drove into your driveway. Uh, it never worked too well. And then, but that's the reason he, he got that gizmo for me so that I could turn that remote you know, on and off. But I never installed it. And then just re- about last year, induction time where some of our young lay ministers came and they saw this thing and said, hey, I said, oh, you want to, why don't you hook up our out our back patio? We got a, a nice rock, uh, pile up rock uh, sculpture that has a little fountain, recirculates water in there. And I, we had just installed that. And I said, instead of plugging it in and all, you know, you have and so forth. I said, oh, if you want to, you know, so boom, they could do it right away, young people. He said, oh, yeah, you know, it's all covered with dust. And now I I just cook this thing on. And I remember, I recall the young minds. I recall my brother giving this to me and everything. And I had such fun with that remote control. Whenever any kids come around to visit, young kids, I had that remote in my hand next to my thigh, you know, sort of hidden. And I say, hey, look at this fountain over here, you know, hey, hey, touch your nose, and to turn it on, and, and I, they touch their nose, and I hit the switch, and the fountain comes on, so, oh, twist your ear, and we'll turn it off, and they twist their ear, and I hit the off, and, you know, of course, they're young kids, and they get a big charge out of that, uh, yeah, I'm terrible, well, <laughs> What I was thinking about is there's so much shared life all around us in our homes. It's just, a, you know, such a declaration of interdependency. And the moment, it just, I just felt bowled over 
by this miracle of, of uh, you know, one's life that uh, is represented in all these objects that you know that surround us in everyday situations, and it's a incredible thing. Well, I want to introduce today's guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Renee Sayo. Um, <clears throat> she lives in New York and part of our recent uh, Lay Minister 8 group uh, that got inducted uh, as Bright Dawn Lay Ministers just this past May. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, every week they uh, call in and have a, I think there are about five people in her group, and it's a nice small group. They have a conference every Sunday afternoon, or this afternoon here. It's three hours later in uh, New York on the East Coast. Uh, but so almost two years, you know, we we hear the oral reports and everything, and uh, say. The Dharma name I gave her is Seyo. All of our right Dharma ministers, if they don't already have one, they get a uh, Dharma name with the Yo as the second character, written character. Sei, S-E-I, is a, you know, as you, as you may know, these kanji uh, written characters, Chinese written characters, uh, have meaning in the written character. It's an ideographic. It's not a phonetic language. That is, the, the meaning is not in the sound. And in fact, a lot of different characters have the same pronunciation. And we we do have a few um, lay ministers with the same name, you know, Seiyo. Uh, but uh, the meaning is different. And you don't know the meaning unless you know the written, you can see the written character. And, um, that's why sometimes uh, when, uh, 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 let's say, two Japanese are talking on the street and, and they say something and they say, no, 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 and then they use their index finger and they, they sort of write in the air, no, 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 it's this, this kanji. So, oh, that was okay. But anyway, her say, yo, of course, means the sun, the bright dawn. It's our yo lineage. Her say is uh, living. So say yo means living sun. Uh, living because I felt that uh, she was living a very alive life, a very, a very sincere, very kind of a genuine life, and uh, uh, that's a good name to live up to, to be always alive, really alive, living son. Uh, okay for today's Dharma Glimpse. Good morning. My talk today was inspired by a walk. It's called Invisible Sun. Today on my walk, I saw a sign that read Invisible Fence" with the words dog containment system directly above it in small print. I'm sure I've passed it on every walk, but this time it really jumped out at me. We all know that there is no visible fence it's just a boundary with wires underground that zaps the dog if it gets close to the boundary to keep the dog from getting out of the yard. 
I've seen many of these signs sprinkled throughout the neighborhood. But it just struck me this time that our minds are like invisible fences. There is no fence, and yet we think there is, but it is only in our minds. Without the wisdom of the Dharma, we live in a world of isolation, a world of what we think are private thoughts, a mind that lives in ignorance, a mind unaware of the freedom that lies beyond the invisible fence, which we built to keep us separate and divided from other people. We thought this fence would shelter us and keep us safe. Instead of keeping us safe, it holds us prisoner. A fearful world within our minds, ruled by the ego's thought system, a world based on a belief in specialness and separateness, a world where instead of choosing oneness, seeing ourselves in another, we listened instead to the ego's thought system of division. We built an invisible fence in our minds between nations, religions, races, and varying political opinions within an illusory world that keep and maintain the sickness of separation. The invisible fence in our minds holds us hostage with no promise of escape. However, we were always free to walk through the fence of ignorance, to step outside the dream and rise above the battlefield. We just had to ask. We just had to say, there must be another way of looking at this. Like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, after so much searching to find a way home, all she had to do was click her shoes and ask to go home. Living the Dharma breaks us free from this false prison of our mind, this invisible fence. It is the way home, the home we never left but thought we did. There was never an inside and outside in our minds, no invisible fence. The false belief in separation and duality is gone because it never was. Slowly and with consistent practice, we let more and more light in our minds by choosing to live a life through the eyes of the Buddha, choosing the Dharma, dispelling the darkness of seeming separation within our minds. The invisible sun signs in the neighborhood are a constant reminder for me while on my walks to always remain centered in the Dharma. The signs remind me to live within the sovereignty of my true Buddha nature to always come from the present moment of emptiness, knowing no thing, and to be reborn anew with each new breath I take for the benefit of all beings. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. You know, as I listen The process, I think, of looking around us uh, in our homes, uh, going for a walk, to see something outside, and then to bring it inside. By that, I mean you find an inner meaning. Um, and it become it can become a personal teaching in that moment. 
I mean, that format or process is what the Dharma and spiritual practice is all about. Uh, without uh, that, well, I don't know how to say it, that knack or that acquiring that, you know, realizing that we have that power, that our minds are, uh, we could empower ourselves and that we do prison ourselves by our conscience, by our thoughts, to really realize that that is liberating. Um, that is a tremendous thing. That is like that is like a bright dawn, light coming, breaking the horizon. Damn, it's a jailbreak. <laughs> it's a jailbreak. Okay, uh, freedom in our own minds and uh, to realize that. We were prisoning ourselves okay, by our the way we've been conditioned to think, or you know, um, not really realizing that we're the ones that are doing that. And that that uh, realization again is that's the Dharma. Uh, I. I think about, you know, Pogo was an old traditional classical cartoon. And in one cartoon, uh, Pogo saying, we have met the enemy. He is us. And uh, very succinct. You know, we're, we're the source of our problems. We're, you know, it's our own ego. That's it. And this is what the Buddha experienced. I'm the ignorant one. I'm the, hey, all these things are not bombarding me from the outside. Mara send, tempting me and sending, you know, all, this, all these defilements are I, there in me. And uh, uh, to to take that to heart, Say that is one thing. Say, oh yeah, okay, okay. But go oh, to live it, to make that come alive in one's life. Uh, it's a tremendous thing, and it's something that we have to uh, uh, strong. You know, because if we get complacent and we, and we think we learned that lesson or you know, teaching, there's always for each person a certain kind of situation or a certain kind of experience that challenges us to, oh, even this, I can empower myself to overcome this and I could live my life from the inside out rather than from the outside in. Uh, We could see uh, we have our own filters. We're the ones that put that filter there. My my father wrote an article once about foreign gates. It's a gate. We're the the ones that are are letting in all these foreigners. We're in charge of our immigration process, uh, uh, you know, regulations. Um, And uh, we could let in everything we could let it in and make it precious to us. 
then we know that we have met the Bodhisattvas all around us. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a very beautiful day. Thank you.